is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian Kaskavalsian. All right, everybody, welcome to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. This is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group. And today I have got my good friend Chris Bean from Socius Marketing. This is going to be a great episode. We're going to talk about Chris's absolute area of expertise, and that is internet marketing and how to be successful online. So, Chris, welcome. I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate everyone's time. Yeah. So, Chris, let's start out with I always like to start out with everybody's kind of backstory. So can you give everybody your 60 second version of your story? Sure. So my background uh, dates back uh, about 24 years, specifically in Internet marketing. So I'm kind of one of an original group of people that came out in this industry a very, very long time ago working in, in search engines like Ink to Me and Alta Vista. Uh, you know, certainly predating the search engines that we all know, search engines like Google and Bing, um, you know, by several years through that process. So I've seen kind of my industry change and evolve over time to become kind of the industry that it is now where it's really at the forefront of marketing opposed to some other forms of advertising that are out there. So it, it's certainly very, very extensive. Uh, my experience includes working with hundreds and hundreds of different large home improvement clients, uh, down to medium-sized clients, and even some small clients as well. So certainly have a very strong breadth of knowledge as it relates to the home improvement industry. Yeah, and one of the things that, you know, when I first met you, it's probably been, God, eight or nine years, was one of the first things you talked about was how not only were you out there building websites and just, you know, running a bunch of pay-per-click and advertising is you were actually testing, you know, what works, you know, what color button am I going to use? What, what type of form am I going to use? Um, and probably a whole lot of really detailed parameters that I'm not even thinking about. You know, I always talk about when I talk about marketing, people always ask me, well, is this going to work or is that going to work? And my answer almost always is you don't know until you test it. Are you mm-hmm. still doing as much testing as you were doing before? And kind of define, if the answer is yes, kind of define what that looks like. Certainly, it's we're not doing the same amount of testing. We're probably doing 10 to 15 times the amount of testing at this point. So, you know, again, my background is, is around search. So for 15 years now, I've actually operated what we call algorithmic testing websites. So I actually have websites within this industry, within the home improvement industry and other industries as well, that are out driving tens of thousands of visitors, in some cases millions of visitors over time, uh, where those people are actually part of a great big experiment. We're testing how to drive traffic. We're testing what drives conversion, what motivates behavior through processes. Um, we've been doing that for a very, very long time. In the last few years here at our company, we actually uh, created a dedicated testing team. So we have a team of specialists that actually sit right outside my office that all they do is test within the home improvement industry. And I think what's so interesting is, is that since we, are, we work with so many home improvement companies, 
we're able to, to do so many different tests and see what motivates the homeowner through the buying process from not just the color of a button or the position of a button, but you know, what's that journey look like for a user? How does a homeowner come to a website and process the information that's on that website? In what order are they processing that information? And I think what, what's so interesting is that we're able to compile all of these, these different tests from different home improvement companies and make very, very statistically driven data decisions about conversion and motivation, motivation behind the consumer, that it makes a big, big impact around really all of your marketing efforts. So doing that testing is really certain, really certainly something that is incredibly important given the fact that a lot of home improvement companies are spending thousands or tens of thousands, in some cases millions of dollars a year on their marketing efforts. Yeah, and I've seen it for for years in other media as well as internet because the internet is really you know it's just another form of of media. It's like TV, it's like radio, it's like a newspaper. It's just a whole hell of a lot more sophisticated. And the mistake that a lot of people make, and if you were to take just something static like a newspaper, is they just kind of slap an ad together or they let the newspaper or the, the media put the ad together, which is one of the worst things you could do um, because they're not always good marketing people. And they just kind of throw up an ad that's got the logo, it, it has the phone number, and it might have an offer. Well, I see a lot of people doing the exact same thing on, on the internet with their websites. And they think, well, as long as we have a website there and people are coming and looking, then you know we'll it'll it's good enough and we'll get leads from it and you and me both know that that's not that's not anywhere near the truth um, and so testing is is critically important and I like that you do that because a lot of these other internet marketing companies and I'm going to ask you you know what some of these uh, you know what are some of the things that people listening need to look out for when working with internet marketing companies but a lot of these people are just you know they're just making a lot of big promises without a whole lot of data behind it. They just think that what we did for the car wash down the street is going to now work for a window company um, in the same market. Um, so what are some of the things – here's what – let's start with this, Chris. Let's start with for 2018, for 2018 going into Internet marketing, what are the top two or three things that the people – people that own home improvement companies that are listening to this, what are the top two or three things that they need to know in order to be successful online this year? Sure. So I think, you know, I'd probably answer that question by telling you what some of the largest companies in the industry are doing in right. 2018. And when you look at the Max Homes and the Reborn Cabinets and the American Home Designs of the world, they're very, very focused on conversion, and they're rightfully focused on that. I mean, I think we've talked before, and I've told you that I'm kind of a, just a student of marketing, and I like to read studies both in industry and out of industry. And one of the industries that I look at very closely is certainly the automotive industry. And the reason I like that industry is because they're probably the largest group of marketers in the country at this point. And 
when you read those reports and they, they talk about their TV or their radio or whatever it might be, it's interesting to know that almost all of that advertising ends up at that auto dealer's website. And I think if we were to or able to ask the people on the, on the call is, when you watch TV, do you watch it with nothing in your hand? Or are you watching it with your cell phone in your hand or your tablet in your hand? And I think 85% of the people would say, yeah, my phone's in my hand, my tablet's in my hand, whatever device it might be. And when I see something I like, I tend to Google it and I go to that website and I look at it. So what's interesting is, you know, the companies I just mentioned are, are really grabbing a hold of, of that, that notion that people, you know, go to your website for everything. And what they're saying is, well, I need to, I need to spend as much time on my website as I possibly can. And what we've really seen is that these companies are investing heavily, and investing is an important word that we should probably come back to, but they're investing heavily in their websites to make sure that they're put together in a sense that is completely custom to their brand. So they're not really utilizing templates or themes or things like this that, that some companies offer. They're going and they're building a website that incorporates their brand through every aspect of their website, from a design aspect, from a content aspect, from an imagery aspect, from integrating their logo all the way through the pages in, in different ways. They're spending time on conversion strategies. I mean, we have a lot of companies right now that are implementing Amazon.com style technology into their websites, meaning that website learns about users that are coming to it. And then when users come back to the website, assuming they don't convert the first time, it rebuilds itself dynamically to fit what that user is looking for the second time they come back to your website. Because a lot of you know that you have return visitors. Most of you probably don't know that you have an awful lot of return visitors coming to your website. Define what you mean by conversion. So conversion you know, for us on the front side of the business is somebody filling out a form on your website and contacting you or picking up the phone and simply calling in to set up an appointment with you. So it's, it's the front side of that contact. It's a good question because that's what everybody is looking for. They need to know that the price of media is obviously going up across every platform. And with that increase, they have to spend time on more conversion on their website because that's where most conversions will ultimately happen. And we have clients that 30, 40% of their total lead flow, in some cases higher, comes through their website. So one of the big things they're all focused on is certainly making sure that their website utilizes the proper technology, the proper call to actions, and is very, very on brand with the image that they created. I think one small thing to add to that is that there's a level of storytelling that they're doing much more effectively than they've ever done before on their websites. And I'm not suggesting that every company has a, a super recognizable brand like Coca-Cola or Kleenex. But what I, I tell home improvement companies is you certainly have a story to tell that makes you unique. And having that story on your website and then telling it effectively is one way to get more conversions from all of the advertising that you're already doing. So conversion and web design is probably the single biggest push that we see from home improvement companies currently. I think you know a couple other things that are part of that is 
they certainly understand that the need for a mixed lead cost even online, meaning they look at pay-per-click as one thing, they look at SEO as another thing, they might be doing sweepstakes or Facebook advertising, but they look at all of those avenues online and then discuss, okay, well, what is my total lead cost for the internet? Because again, with pay-per-click becoming more expensive, SEO getting a little bit less attention from a, a Google perspective, you have to have a balance even in your online advertising. What about, you know, a lot of the companies that I know that you work with and, you know, you work with some of the largest, most successful home improvement companies in the country, uh, companies with, with big budgets. What about the companies that don't have big budgets, that don't have, you know, the, the, the kind of money that Max Home has to spend on marketing and on their website? What are some of the things that they can do? Well, you know, first I would say that a lot of what I talked about, and it's, you know, it's a, probably a, a common misnomer, is that it's super expensive to go through either a custom design process or end up in a, a custom design theme that you own, which I think is ownership is probably something we should touch on a little bit later. But you could go through similar marketing processes that a Max Home or a Reborn uh, goes through without spending an incredible amount of money to do something like that. I mean, there are certainly solutions uh, that you can own through WordPress or themes, or we actually offer custom themes that check most of those boxes that are probably right in line with what a one or $2 million contractor would expect to pay for a website that incorporates all of those things. So I encourage people to really look around and find you know, the right solution for what they're trying to offer because there is a level of pacing from a technology standpoint that even a smaller one, two, three million dollar home improvement company would want to do with some of the bigger companies that are out there. And you shouldn't expect to overpay for something like that. I mean, I think if we were to generalize, Brian, you know, we would say you could spend $3,500 on a website that checks 95% of those boxes that we just talked about that really gives the smaller contractor the best ability to grow their business online. So, you know, look around, invest in the internet is typically what we tell people. And, you know, that's a really good point. And I knew that that was kind of a trick question because the reality of today is all of us have to, using your word, invest in the internet and it's like anything else you know with marketing with people is you could try and go cheap but it's going to end up costing you significantly more on the back end like for example and i and and i'm trying to use this analogy just to kind of make it simple but if you're comparing again media to media, newspaper to 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 a website, um, or or a Valpac ad, or just a static ad that you place somewhere. A lot of times, it'll cost you upfront. It'll cost you, a, you know, a chunk of money to have somebody put an ad together that's going to convert, that's going to get somebody to pick up the phone, that's going to get somebody to go to the website, and then you spend the money on the um, on the media, you know, placing it. And what a lot of people do is they skip that step. 
and they'll spend a thousand a month or three thousand a month or whatever they're going to spend, you know, for three or four months on an ad that cannot produce and won't produce leads. So they've spent ten thousand dollars on the on the media, but they didn't put any thought into or any investment into what does this thing say? Is it set up for conversion? Am I going to get any phone calls from this? And I think your website is exactly the same thing. You've got to make that investment and be smart about it before throwing a bunch of money at pay-per-click without having a good solid strategy in place to make those, to get those conversions. Yeah, absolutely. Even a small change in a conversion rate can have a tremendous impact on your your raw cost per lead, your issue cost per lead, your set appointment, and ultimately your, your your overall lead cost or cost of sale. So you know, increasing conversion by one percent or two percent or three percent is is huge. I mean, it makes all of the difference in the world. It's the difference between success and failure in any online campaign because in most cases you are just talking about volume. You're not talking about one or two visitors or a hundred visitors. You could be talking about thousands of visitors. And if you can increase conversion 2% on a thousand visitors, I mean, it's another 20 leads, right. another 20 opportunities, which is a big difference for any size company. That is. Mm -hmm. Chris, let's talk a little bit about pay-per-click. Pay-per-click advertising. What's working? I know you guys do millions of dollars of it for your for your clients. So, you know, what's working? What are the what are the basics that people need to understand about pay-per-click? Sure. So, I mean, obviously, pay-per-click is is we're referring to the top side of Google. It's typically three to four ads that show up there, and it's it's about where half to maybe a little bit more than half of all of the traffic is going right now. And that program is obviously offered through a search engine like Google. Obviously, Bing has that. Google will account for 85% of all of the clicks that run through there. But what I tell people is, is each click is it's not an inexpensive click. You could be looking at two, three, four, five dollars a click, sometimes notably higher than that. So again, having the right conversion model is incredibly important when you when you engage with a pay-per-click company. One thing that we train on very consistently is, is that if you're a home improvement company that does more than one thing, meaning you sell roofing or you sell siding and gutters or windows or whatever it might be, you do a lot of different things. Just about in every case, you will want to use what's called a microsite when marketing your website in the pay-per-click world. And what that means is if you do all of those different things, and one of those things is Windows, then you would want like a little miniature website that is just about Windows. And when you buy an ad and you buy that click and it goes to that microsite, they go there, the user goes there and sees all this company does is Windows or the expert on Windows. And it keeps that user kind of mentally focused on the topic that they just searched. And with that microsite kind of offers them just enough information to entice them and learn about your company to, to make the decision to contact you through either a phone call or a form fill, but not so much information about your company that they can make the decision about you without involving you in that process. 
And I think for the companies listening, for those of you that have done pay-per-click and, and thought to yourself, well, that didn't work, it's almost like saying Google didn't work. And obviously, we understand the success that Google is at this point. And normally, when somebody thinks that to themselves or experienced that problem, not because it didn't, it doesn't work, it's because it didn't work for the model that was chosen. So when you use that microsite, you typically see conversion rates triple in many cases. We have some microsites that convert at 15% for a lot of our clients, which is incredibly high. And again, it's because it's on topic. I mean, if you think about how you search the web as a user, you search a little manicky. You're kind of all over the place. You're thinking about a lot of different things. And if you go to the, your main website that offers all of those different things, you kind of get a case of attention deficit disorder and you end up not converting at all. So in a very direct sense, I tell people that are doing pay-per-click, if you're doing pay-per-click and you're not utilizing a microsite, then you're doing it wrong. You're not getting the amount of conversion that you could or should be getting if you were using a microsite. So in 2018, it's going to be about conversion, both from your main website to paid media or pay-per-click and utilizing these microsites. It is really all about conversion in 2018. Yeah. There's internet companies all over the place. In every market, there's there's local companies, there's national companies, and anybody that's in business today is getting bombarded with messages from these companies. I'll get you on the first page of Google. You gotta do pay-per-click. Let us manage your pay-per-click. You gotta do Facebook ads. You got all of this stuff. We'll do your website for you. What are some of the things to look out for when working with an internet marketing company? Okay, so I, I mean, I, I would certainly say experience definitely matters. So you want to choose a company that understands your industry, that can talk to you about issued leads or set appointments and the, the quality of those leads, because you need somebody with that experience to help you work through those types of things. Now, the other thing I would say is, you know, the internet and internet marketing companies are constantly trying to reinvent what people do. And sometimes it's true and sometimes it's not. Where do you consume information? I mean, we go to search engines like Google. We click on paid ads. We click on map listings. We click on organic listings. Uh, sometimes we may engage with Facebook. So knowing, choosing a company that kind of covers all of those different things are very, very important. I would say, I would add on one thing that to me is incredibly important. And, you know, this is like when I kind of say it's a little bit of a soapbox moment, but I tell our own staff here, and we're about 105 or six people. There's a lot of people here. I tell our staff, look, our clients sign up with us, and they typically commit to six months or 12 months. And we're on what is obviously known as a reoccurring revenue model. I tell our staff, our clients every single month have to rebuild their business. They're doing something that we're not really capable of doing. Every month they kind of start at zero. And that's a tough prospect. I mean, to rebuild a company every month. I mean, that shows you how good home improvement companies are at marketing and lead generation. And what I also tell people in that is that with that, with so much writing on every single day of the week and every day of the month, you have to own your website. 
Ownership over the solution that you are paying for is paramount for a variety of reasons. And ways to kind of know if you own your website is that you should host your own website. I'm not suggesting that you buy a server and you put it in the corner of your office. I'm saying have a direct relationship with GoDaddy or have a direct relationship with Rackspace or a good reputable host. Never let your internet marketing company host your website. It never ever has anything to do with marketing. In my opinion, it's always a play to kind of, to have more control over the solution that you pay for month in and month out or day in or day out than they should have. I mean, I, I tell a very quick story of, I work with a company that left another company and when they left that company, they basically said, we're taking down your website. And that's a terrible spot to be in. You shouldn't have to ask for something back that you paid for the whole time. So make sure that you have ownership over, even past the fact that you have to be effective marketers. You wanna get into something that you own because that website will be have inherent value that goes with it. If you ever were to sell your business, which seems to be happening more and more in the home improvement industry, you want to be able to sell your website as an asset of that business. And I can tell you websites that get a lot of traffic that are professionally designed, that aren't themed out, can be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions in some cases. So ownership is just so important. And I, and I believe in it just with so deeply that I talk about it to just about everybody out there. Own your website, you know, own the assets that make up your company and your website is one of those assets. Yeah. What about the companies that, um, that are promising leads, you know, Hey, give us this much. We're going to run pay-per-click campaigns and you know, we're going to send you leads. Um, how do you yeah. determine, how do you determine whether or not something like that's going to be effective or, or, or not effective? So to me, that's a question that really gets more around transparency in marketing uh, and making sure that things are done in a very certain manner. So companies that sell leads utilizing your website, and I'm not suggesting that this is necessarily a bad thing, but I do think you want to understand it as the customer. Those companies are able to make that offer in most cases because they're banking on one thing. And it's something that you, the contractor or the home improvement company built, not us as the internet marketing company. And what I'm referring to is your brand. So when companies say, hey, I will, you know, I'll do this on a cost per lead basis or I will get you so many leads per month. In almost every case, the first thing that company is going to do is go out and buy the name of your company in search engines. So if you are ABC Home Improvement and you sign up with company, internet, marketing, internet Marketing Company X, they're going to go out and buy ABC Home Improvements. So the first link that pops up is the name of your company. And I'm not suggesting that's a bad thing. What I am suggesting is you would have had that lead anyhow. Uh, that's your brand. You built it. They're searching a branded phrase. So to pay for that lead over again, whether it was driven there by a referral or TV or radio or direct mail or you know, whatever it might be, is 
probably not a good proposition for you. That should be a $1.50, $2 click, not a $50 lead. So you want access directly into your Google AdWords campaigns. And don't be afraid of it. You really can't break it that easily. And it's super easy to fix, so it's really not that big of a deal. And when you go in there, what you want to have as part of your program is predominantly non-branded keywords. So roofing company or roofing contractor or window company or window contractor or siding company. You want keywords that have nothing to do with your brand to make up 80, 85% of that campaign because that brings you the new market. That brings you the new customer, the people that weren't already predisposed to your brand, which you built. And that's essentially how you grow your company is through keywords like that. So transparency is incredibly important. Ownership is important. Ask for the logins so you know what's going on. There's certainly some good paper lead companies out there, but just slide it into your contract that, hey, I don't want to pay for leads that relate to my brand. I want you to run that campaign separately. And I can tell you that's eight or nine clicks in five minutes to make something like that happen. It can very, very easily be done. So I had a client call me, I don't know, three or four months ago, and he wanted to put some money into, there was a company that was telling him, hey, we're going to use, we're going to use videos to get you onto the first page of Google in a search. And they were going to charge him like, I want to say it was at least $10,000 plus a, you know, plus a recurring. And he was, you know, he was going to commit to this thing. And I mean, what's your take on odd stuff like that with these uh, big price tags? I mean, my, my thing to him was I, I practically begged him not to do it. And I, and finally I said, well, look, if you are going to do it, can you test it with two or three thousand dollars instead of ten thousand? Um, what's your take on stuff like that, and how do you determine whether or not it's a good place to put your money or not? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the first thing that I would say is that you know, video can be a very good investment, and we encourage our clients if that if you have good videos, incorporate those videos onto your website because it does help with conversion. Okay. Um, there's, it, it's hard to argue that. We say, look, have some good product videos. Have a really good about us video. It's also great for uh, employee recruiting, which I know is a big thing for contractors. But what I would add to that is this, and, and it's not something that I would ever ask you to take my word for it. I would say go to Google and type in roofing company or type in window company or home improvement company. It almost doesn't matter. Type in any keyword that you think describes what you do and then look at that search engine and see how many videos show up on the first page of search engines. And I can tell you, I use those three examples for a reason. I just conducted those searches as you were asking me that question, Brian, and the answer is zero. There were no videos that came back on the front page. That's funny because I did the same thing when he told me about it. Yeah, and what's interesting is, is is if you wanted to change that result, you could add how to, like how to replace a window. And then you will begin to see video show up on the first page of Google. That being said, we don't really want the how-to person. We yeah. want the person that has 
no idea what they're doing and is willing to pay somebody else to do it for them. So it's not a bad thing, but it, to me, it's one of those shiny things that like, you know, they, they kind of hold their hand off to the side and snap their fingers and say, look over here, look how cool this is. And it is cool. Video is fun to watch, but it doesn't necessarily rank within search engines. Yeah. There's no AdWords, you know, videos showing up. There's no organic videos or map videos showing up. So they need to be part of the strategy, but it's not on the front side of attracting a user to your website for the most part. Yeah, and, and the thing that drove me nuts was the way he was getting the money was taking it away from something that is proven it works every single month for him, and it, that's where he was taking the money from. And uh, it just it just killed me that, you know, the bright, shiny object got him. It happens all the time. Yeah. It's something that my, in, my industry perpetuates. So it's a problem. I mean, they want to distract you from what works in some cases because what works can be difficult. Well, and that's the thing, too. And that's what I got from this was, you know, it, it's doing it the right way. There's a very you know, sophisticated, but also step-by-step -step process. Just go look at what the best companies, the most successful companies are doing. And if they don't have that piece in place, there must be a really good reason why. And whatever it is, just take that bright, shiny object, compare it to somebody that's doing really, really well, and see if that, if that, piece exists or, or doesn't exist. And in a lot of cases, you're going to find it just doesn't exist because they've right. been there and done that. And it's, you know, they've, they've moved on because it didn't work. So Chris, as we, as we wrap up here, um, I wanted to kind of shift gears a little bit and ask you about what are some of the things you and I both work with some very, very successful entrepreneurs, some very successful contractors, what, what I call the wealthy contractor. From your experience working with these people and the, you know, the incredible mentor that I know you have, what are some of the things that you've noticed that kind of set those people apart? What makes them a little different what's the you know what makes the larry Klosses and the vince nardos of the world different than the um than the than the entrepreneur that's struggling to get to a couple million bucks yeah you know i think that when you look at the people that we work with and i can even certainly use my business partner who would you know, would fall in the you know uber successful kind of billionaire range of success um, they're very hyper-focused individuals. They don't see obstacles the same way that other people see obstacles. Um, they look at it, everything as an opportunity. I mean, I can tell you using my business partner as, as one of the examples, he never sees an obstacle. He just sees opportunity. And they, be, they remain very focused uh, on what's past that obstacle. They look at the goal and the end game before anything else. When they find something that works, they call me up and say, how do we do more of that? Uh, how can I keep putting myself out there to keep growing my business through that process? So they're incredibly focused on the goals. They don't 
tend to get hung up on obstacles or challenges or, or they don't get hung up on competitors ever. You know, they don't come to me and say things like, well, so-and-so is doing this and this person's doing that. They're only, they only care what they're doing and how they're going to make them successful, themselves successful. And they do it every day. Um, I, I can tell you, I talk to a lot of our clients two, three times a week, especially the bigger ones. And sometimes there's similar conversations of more, how do we get there? What else is new? What else can we be doing? What works? What doesn't? And they're always looking to grow. Um, it, what's interesting is even I got recently asked that question of where they said, well, how how big do you want to become? I mean, we're because we're a pretty big internet marketing company at this point. And I, I was like, what do you mean? Well, what's how big? What, what do you want your revenue to be? I'm like, I really don't know more. I, I want to be a big company. Um, I want to be very, very invested in, in all of this. Now, my my business partner, uh, who's claimed the fame, is he essentially invented the entire payroll industry and then sold it to the largest payroll processor in the world in ADP, always tells the story of, of breakfast. And he says, look, when he first came to me, he's like, I, I'm looking for pigs. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. He goes, this is the story of breakfast. He goes, there's the chicken and the pig. And they went to go make breakfast together. And the chicken gave the egg. And he was involved in making breakfast. But the pig gave the bacon. And he was committed. And when I look at the really big companies that we work with, they eat, sleep, and breathe this. They're at the conferences. They work with companies like yours. They work with agencies to help them make, be more successful. They go to outside events. They do leadership groups so consistently. It's amazing how many leadership groups are in there. They want to be held accountable, and they want to keep pushing to the next level. They're totally committed to the process. There's nothing that takes their eyes off of that. Wow, that's awesome, Chris. Thank you. Hey, let's tell people about your your website. How do they? How I'll put it also into the show notes. But how do people get to your company? So, if you would like to learn more about our company, Socius Marketing, um, you can simply go to our website, which is s o c i u s marketing dot com. Or you're certainly welcome to shoot me an email personally if you would like to, and I'm simply Chris at SociusMarketing.com. Or certainly welcome to call us as well at 813-282-8300. I can tell you we're analysts. So what we would do is simply send you a free report. We can tell you if you own your website. We can tell you how it ranks. And we we email it out, and that's that's about it. We're not... uh, a big time sales organization, actually. So we want to help the people that we know we can help. Yeah, cool. And if um, if uh, Chris is offering any webinars, uh, depending on when you listen to this this episode, um, if Chris is offering any webinars, or you can catch Chris live at any industry event, I would strongly recommend doing so. You'll get a ton of really good. Um, really good, useful information. Um, So Chris, thank you. I appreciate you taking the time. Um, We'll have to have you back again. And uh, because this industry and that media that you work in is always changing. So we'll have to, you know, 
check in every once in a while and just see what's what's new and what we should know. Excellent. I, I would love to do that. Uh, just let me know. All right, everybody. Thank you. This is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group, and this is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. All right, so that's it for today's episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Let me ask you, did it help you look at your business in a new way? Did it spark an idea or ideas you hadn't thought of before? Do you have a list of action items that you can take and implement into your business or your life today? I really hope so. Now, before you go, make sure you subscribe to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast so you get access to the latest episodes as soon as they're available. We're always striving to provide you with great content so you don't want to miss what's coming up. And a favor. I'd really appreciate it if you'd go to iTunes and post a review of this podcast. Let us know how we're doing. The Wealthy Contractor Podcast is brought to you by G4 Marketing Group, where we help contractors of all kinds create customers, keep customers, and multiply their customers and profits. If you're interested in reaching new levels of success for your company, visit www.gfourmarketing.com or just call us at 305 305- 856-8788 to schedule your free, no obligation, wealthy contractor strategy session. Now, during this strategy session, we're going to look at eight key performance factors in your business, and we're going to help you uncover opportunities for growth, for leads, for sales, and for profit. And finally, We started the Wealthy Contractor as a resource to help you, the home improvement entrepreneur, regardless of where you are on the wealthy scale, get where you want to go. We want to provide you with the motivation, the confidence, the resources, and the tools so you too can live the life of the Wealthy Contractor. Now, the Wealthy Contractor is a place where it's okay for you to want it all. In fact, it's not only okay it's encouraged. So until next time, this is Brian Kaskovalsian with G4 Marketing.